as we get started, I'm like your lady from Psalm 138. I give thanks to you, O Lord, my whole heart, for the God I sing your praise. I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your words. On the day I call, you answer me. My strength is so All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord. For they heard the words of your mouth, and they sing the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hand. So let's take our voices and let's go to God. So, of course, we're going to start with the 59. So, let me tell you how about have the structure for the next hour. We're going to have three main sections to our city. Uh, we're first going to have just general songs of praise that especially focus on the sun. And we'll talk about why in a second. Then, the second part is we're going to look at aspects of faith. And then we're going to look at grace, because that's what Andy's focusing on and bringing out from the text within First Peter. So let's first look at the praise that we're going to give to our God. All right? So who can give to God? Who, and I wanted to read y'all for this now. Let me actually do this now. Um, I always like your stories, and I was going to do this tomorrow, but I'm not going to tell you all this now. Um, you can get books and tell you the hymn stories, and I actually know this hymn writer personally, as I'm sure many of y'all do. Stephen Rouse wrote this song, um, and I... Facebook Stephen and asked him what the story of this song was. And I just wanted to share you all what he said. And he said, well, it's the first song I ever wrote, and there's not much behind it. It was the summer of 2005, and I was at FC Alabama camp. I'd been thinking about writing hymns for a while, but never had really tried it. So during Girl Swim time, when the guys were in the cabin, I sat down on my bunk and wrote out the beginnings of the hymn. Our theme verse for that year was Isaiah 40, 31. I didn't have a very good idea of what I was doing, but I decided to base the hymn on Isaiah 40. The original title of the hymn was Isaiah 40. That's what I would make the hymn, but because of my but, because of my lack of ability, Isaiah 40 is an incredible text, and it's hard to really mess up. It really shows the importance of using scripture and hymns. There's no perfect hymn, but the more that we stick with scripture, the better the hymn we are. So that, I think, just helps you understand where this song came from. Stephen had been thinking about Isaiah 40 throughout the week and just sit down and pin this to lyrics. And what's funny is, I know this is Debbie's favorite song of Stephen's, and it's certainly my favorite song that Stephen's written that I've heard. And it's just from the text. It's just taking the glorious words of God, and it's just singing them up to him as a fragrant aroma to him. And so that's what we're about to do, is who can you compare to God, all right?
Christ in this song. <clears throat> the first section of the singing we're about to have is praise to Christ. Where do you see Christ in this song? Very good. Very good. What is that looking forward to? Absolutely. So as Gary just took us through Isaiah 40, ultimately going up through chapter 42, Gary, what is all about Isaiah 40 and 40 for? Forty for Christ. And so while this hymn may not explicitly mention Christ, certainly the glory and the power of God are pointing forward to the Christ that's going to be given. And so I think it's certainly fitting then. Let's turn our minds to Christ and let's give him praise. Let's sing in Christ alone, all right? In Christ alone. That's going to be number 47 in this book. Let's stand and sing this one.
We've served our God for giving us his own son and for recognizing that all spiritual blessings are to us. Before we go with our singing, Cameron, would you mind thanking us to God in prayer and thanking him for the sacrifice of his son? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you so thankful for what you've done for us and, and for this opportunity to be able to gather together and, and to think about what you have done for us and how great of God you are, as we talked about in the book of Isaiah, expressing what a great and powerful God you are, how almighty you are, how you uh, can't even be compared to. And yet it's you, that powerful God, that powerful creator that we sinned against. It's you, that powerful creator that we messed up in your sight. That we went against you, we fought against you. We disappointed you. And yet you, that powerful creator, our God, sent your very own son to this world to die on the cross for us, for our sins, so that we might have a hope heaven. Uh, died for our sins, that we might have a clean slate to live our lives, sacrifices for you. And Lord God, as we come before you, we are so thankful for that sacrifice. We are so thankful for Christ and who he was on this earth and how he lived that, that perfect life and how everything he did showed his care and concern for others and showed his care and concern and devotion to you. Help us to live our lives just like him and that we're living our lives in devotion to you and care for one another. We pray all this in his name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so not only do we see Christ in Psalm 40 as well, but we also see a very important aspect of our Christian life in that state. Uh, Gary, I'm going to ask you again. Take us back to Isaiah 42, 42. Who is the one who overcomes in that passage? Well, the Lord gives us the strength of Exactly. What do we have to do? That's it, right? Do we have to have our own might? We don't have Exactly. I mean, going back to first Peter 5, if we think we have might, Andy, what happens to us? Yeah. The only people that are going to overcome are those that have faith. So let's go to God, and let's recognize the importance of faith in our own Christian life and praise Him for it. So the first song we're going to sing is in the book number 764. Now, looking at the refrain, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If the Lord keeps the Lord away. Where does that sound familiar from? Where's that from, Gary? Isaiah 40, verse 33. Well, like Craig, verse 31. Uh, exactly from Isaiah 40. So, although it's a topic quote from uh, Psalm 130, some parts of this do come from Psalm 130. The refrain is completely from Isaiah 40. So this is a song that just truly has a great proclamation of the need for faith and praising our God for it. All right? Tanner's don't let me down when we get to the refrain.
Certain songs are just special to me. <laughs> I learned that song my first day at Florida College in Chapel, Ralph Walker learned that one. And I think it's his favorite song as well. And when the tenors hop hit, hit, hit that high note there at the end, it's got goosebumps all over. And just understanding the fact that the same faith that God has demanded of his people is the same faith that God's made his guys. This is a song that I didn't know two months later I'd be singing at one family's funeral and then two months later to another. And this is a song that's helped me out in many difficult situations in life. Teach me to live. Let's go to 14. 14. Thank <laughs> you. 
all the deaths, various uh, images in Psalm 23. There's ultimately a call to faith. And as we go through the psalm, if it's not, if this is new to you or you've been to it a hundred times, what is going to be the outcome that we're going for? I just want you to think through that as we say. What is this heavenly love doing for us? So where, where, where are we going in? All right? So our heavenly love of life. Chapter 11, and we see a chapter full of men of faith, Lord. 
And then we know that, that since we have so many examples, Lord, we should be able to lay aside the weights that hold us back, Lord. Since we have such good examples of faith, we should be able to put those things that hold us back, we should be able to put those behind us, Lord, and press forward to serving you. And we thank you that you have established what we should do to have faith in you, Lord. We thank you that you have told us in your word how we can gain faith, Lord. We thank you that you have told us how we can show our faith, Lord. Show our faith by the works that we do for you. And Lord, my prayer for each one of us here is, as we go home, as we go back to wherever we may be going, Lord, out into the world, that we may do works, Lord, um, that don't give us the glory, that don't show how great we are, Lord, but that we will be doing those works that show our faith in you, Lord. Those actions will point towards your word. They will point towards a God that is leading us, a God that is guiding us to somewhere better. And Lord, I thank you that our faith leads to that point. That if we are faithful, Lord, that if we keep our faith, then we will receive that crown that we are promised, Lord, that we will walk with you in the end. Help us to keep that goal in front of us, Lord. Help us to go home with you so that we can sing praises to you for eternity. Lord, help us to make it home. Lord, we pray these things through your Son. Amen. 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 <laughs> Let me turn to number uh, 38 in the supplement. <laughs> So we're going to sing just a few more songs before bed. Before, before we head to bed for a few more hours. Um, and I want to sing a few songs about grace. Um, anybody know where this idea of healing in its wings comes from? In Malachi, Malachi chapter 4. Yeah. Um, here you have this beautiful image of ending the Old Testament that coming forth is going to be healing in its wings. And I think that it's such a beautiful image for us to consider God's grace that it's all-encompassing, all right? And here's my challenge as we sing about grace. One thing that Andy's bringing out already in the study of 1 Peter is grace is not an easy doctrine to practice. Um, it's a challenging doctrine. And consider the challenges of grace and the ultimate obedience of faith um, that is required by the grace of God. So let's sing healing in this
Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be high and lifted up and greatly exalted. Just as many were astonished at you, my people, so his appearance was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Thus he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him. For what had not been told them, they will see. And what they had not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their faith, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced before our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us, like sheep that have gone astray, each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before his shears, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people, to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring, and he will prolong his days and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death, and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors.
And even in the midst of creation, God, we cannot even begin to fully fathom how awesome and powerful and glorious you are. God, we recognize that you revealed your glory to us through Jesus Christ. And God, we thank you for his sacrifice. We thank you for his life. And we thank you for his resurrection. God, our hearts cannot begin to explain the depths of gratitude we feel. For even the sense of thankfulness we have for the cross of Christ and for the grace that he's given. God, we pray that our singing this evening has been to you a fragrant offering. And our God, we pray that as we go from this place, that we take the praise that we've given to you and that it transforms us and makes us closer to your image. God, we thank you and we praise you in all ways. We thank you especially for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.